0: Hey folks, yeah we're here, back at it once again, raring to go as usual, although I have to say, this being summer and all, I think I'm ready, just a bit, for a, even if only for a weekend, for a vacation, like a real vacation, No, I've got a trip scheduled already, have to go back to South Carolina in August. Like, that's going to be a load of fun. All that heat and humidity. South Carolina in August. But that's for Mama Frost, her birthday. So not quite a vacation. More of a, a hostage situation than a vacation. So white boy Malcolm X, if you haven't already, start thinking about where you want to go for your, your birthday extravaganza. Pick a place, sir. Let's start planning that. Give me something to look forward to. And speaking of going on vacation, normally, folks, when we go out of town, take some time off. With the podcast, what we normally do is, well, one of two things. Either we don't do anything, let the week go by with nothing to to upload. That or we'll put together some clips, upload a a best of show. But the one thing we've never done, when I'm not around to do the podcast, the one thing we haven't done is had ourselves a guest host. But I got the other day. Completely unsolicited, I got a demo tape from someone wanting to guest host this podcast. Guess who, White Boy Malcolm X? Guess who sent me a demo tape wanting to guest host the Miller Frost podcast? No idea. Of course not. I hadn't told you yet. Folks. I got myself a demo tape from Justin Buttigieg, that low-ranked queen from Indiana. I just got done throwing his gay ass off this show, what, two weeks ago? Now he thinks I'm going to turn it over to him, let him be the guest host when I sneak out of town. Like that'll ever happen. Do you want to hear that, though, white boy Malcolm X? Do you want to hear the demo tape that Chestin Buttigieg, again, that low-ranked queen from Indiana, the demo tape he sent me? I thought you would. Okay, here it is, folks. Here's the demo tape. What chestin Buttigieg, what he imagines him hosting this podcast, is going to sound like. Hello, and welcome to the Miller Podcast. That stupid, evil queen isn't here today, so I am guest hosting. And who am I? Really? You don't know who this is? You've been living under a rock or something? I'm Cheston Buttigieg, and my husband is the Secretary of Transportation. I'm in the ruling class so you better know who I am or I'm going to have my husband put a highway in your front yard. And for the record I am not some low rank queen from Indiana. I don't care what Miller Frost has to say. Now on today's podcast we have a very full show for you. First off We will be having a roundtable discussion with a group of scientists who will all say that the science shows that it's impossible, completely impossible, for anyone from Indiana to be low rent. So if anyone was to say that I was a low rent queen from Indiana, it's scientifically impossible for that to be the case. We'll also be hosting some members of the gay media who will all agree that I am a huge star in the gay community, a role model for all gays, and a gay superhero, kind of like Tom Daly is, but I'm even sexier in the speedo. We'll discuss that and how Colton Underwood, how he's a home wrecking, money-grubbing, Fame seeking whore. A dirty whore at that. And if we have some time, we'll talk about how hateful people in Florida are and how it's critically important for six year olds to be able to know their gender choices and how new pronouns are a basic human right. Justin, what are you doing? Oh, damn it, Peter. I'm recording an intro to the Miller Frost podcast. I'm trying out for a guest hosting position. Why you always got to be up in my business? Don't you have somewhere to be? I don't know. Like that nasty queen, Colton Underwood's bedroom or something. Chasten, I am not sleeping with Colton Underwood. Lies, Peter. Lies. I know you two are a thing. Hold on. Let me shut this stupid recording off so I can yell at you some more. Yeah. I don't know about that one, folks. I I don't know that that Chaston, that low rank queen from Indiana. I don't care that he disagrees. He's still a low rank queen from Indiana. But I don't know if he's got what it takes, can cut it, to guest host this podcast. Just to be polite, I'll give it some thought. But between you and me, folks, nah, not so much. But anyway, and again, happy gay pride out there to all you members of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Hope you're out there having yourselves a Grand gay old time this month, celebrating gay pride. Just don't, remember again, because it's coming up here soon. Just don't celebrate on Juneteenth. That be racist. And we'll also cover our, our gay pride public service announcement. The one for all you whorish queens out there. And you know who you are. Remember, girls, don't go out there and catch yourself the monkeypox. Don't you do it, girls, especially during Pride. And this one, this is sad. Very, very sad. Really, super duper sad for you, White Boy Malcolm X. And it's from Variety. Thank God you're sitting down, sir. Riverdale to end with season seven at CW. That's right, folks. Riverdale over with after seven seasons. And we've watched all six seasons so far. Now, I, unlike my, my friend over there, I don't have... An unhealthy fixation with gingers. That's not my cup of tea. But we've watched that show for six seasons. Riverdale, to me anyway, it's dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. But but you know what? I have to say this. It's entertaining. Dumb but entertaining. Which I'll take. I don't mind dumb if it's entertaining. But I guess the CW, the other day, they announced their 2022 fall schedule. And they said that not only would Riverdale end with season seven, but that it would not debut until midseason in 2023. So they're not even releasing that for... What, another year or so? Talk about a ginger tease. Not showing us AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger for at least another year. Looks like someone is just going to have to make do with their Ronald McDonald blow-up doll for just a while longer. It'll be okay, white boy Malcolm X. One of the perks of getting older. Every year, they come around quicker and quicker. It'll be 2023. You'll be, ah, not that sexy ginger on Riverdale. Here soon enough. And white boy Malcolm X, did you see where Biden, creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, He said that Exxon, and here's the quote, folks. Exxon made more money than God this year. Did you see that, sir, him saying that? Well, he did. That he did. Our dementia patient president said that God, God Almighty, made less money than Exxon this year. I guess in that race, Exxon versus God, who's making more Benjamins? Exxon, they are so far out ahead that even in June, not quite halfway through the year, creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer can declare Exxon the winner. I'm sure God is like, what the what? What the hell? Why am I being dragged into this? I don't need any damn money. I'm God. I don't know if you folks know this, but oil, that is bought on the open market. People bid on it. It's not like in a retail store where you walk in, there's a barrel of oil. It's on the shelf at a fixed price, like a gallon of milk or something. You walk into the grocery store. There it is on the shelf. There's the price. Boom, that's what you're going to pay. Not like that at all. So let's say you've got an oil well in your backyard. I don't know. Maybe you're Bobby Ewing or something. You queens out there. I know you think you're Jr. But you're out there. You've got an oil well in your backyard. And so... You're extracting oil out of the earth like the evil planet-killing monstrosity that you are, but you're out there doing that, and you've managed to produce a barrel of oil. So when you produce that oil, someone will come along, and sometimes they'll be like, I'll give you 50 bucks for that barrel of oil. And you'll be like, okay, here you go. Here's your oil. They'll be like, okay, here's your 50 bucks. Other times, someone will come along, same barrel of oil. Hey, I'll give you $100 for that oil. What are you supposed to do? Oh, no, I couldn't take your $100. Please, just 50 bucks. That's all I'm going to charge you. Is anyone really going to do that? No. No. Reminds me of those people who complain about, for example, what teachers make versus, I don't know, say an NBA player. What people who play in the NBA, what they make. Oh, it's so unfair. Teachers only make like $50,000. And those NBA players, they make millions of dollars a year. That's so unfair. First off, that's just damn racist to say. How dare you criticize what a woke folk in the NBA is making? You racist pig, how dare you? Second of all, like if you were, let's say you were in the NBA, you were a basketball player playing in the woke NBA, or you played baseball, you were a singer or an actor, someone in the arts, what have you, and someone said, I'll give you $5 million a year to do whatever it is you do. Like you would say, you would ever say, oh, I in good conscience, I can't take $5 million to do that when school teachers out there, they're only making $50,000 a year. I absolutely can't do that just pay me $50,000. That is never going to happen. Not even these hysterical liberals out there crying about income inequality. Not any of them. None of them would turn down the 5 million. In fact, the louder they scream, the less time it would take for them to take the Benjamins. Remember, To the leftist woke folk, it's all about the Benjamins. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And speaking of the monkeypox, how's this from Pink News? Those girls over at Pink News. Gay man with monkeypox shares advice on symptoms, challenges, and psychological impact of virus. And the gay man in question here, folks, his name is David. Well, that's his fake name. That's the name they used in the article, David. But he's one of the gay men who's contracted monkeypox in recent weeks. And he picked up the virus from a man he has a casual sexual relationship with. I think that's what they call friends with benefits. But this one, I guess, not exclusive. You know how queens are, folks. They want to have their cake and eat it too. So it turns out that David's sexual partner, he had a side piece he was also banging. Or if he was doing a Ronan Rubenstein, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, getting banged by half of L.A., But this other guy had it, gave it to David's partner here. And before they knew it, David and the partner went over, went into some dark room, and had a bunch of sex with some guys in there. I don't know about you folks, but I can't keep track of these queens. Who's banging who? I mean, you've got David, David's friend with benefits, David's friend with benefits, side piece, bunch of other guys in a dark room. When do these queens, when do they have time to work or sleep? Must be on meth. Having themselves a grand gay old time, staying up all night on meth, going to a dark room to get banged. And so, amongst all this whoring around, And you girls can get as triggered as you want. That's what it is. If you're going to be a whore, embrace it. Own it. None of this, how dare you stigmatize me for being a slut. None of that crap should be like, damn right I'm a whore. Let me show you too. Come on. Did Blanche Devereaux, who a lot of you queens look up to, did she ever shy away from owning her sluttiness? No. And that was in the 1980s, too. We're in 2022. All these queens, they get all butthurt when you call them a whore, when they're acting all whorish. Embrace who you are, girls. And with this monkeypox thing, here we go again. Public health officials lecturing everyone that it's not a gay disease and that anyone can get it. Which I guess is true, technically speaking, but that ain't the reality now, is it? I just blame COVID. That would be my excuse. Queens haven't gotten laid in years. They're ready to go have themselves a grand gay old time. It's not their fault they're so horny. Had they been able to do their usual hookups these past few years, none of this monkeypox crap would be happening right now. So you girls, be careful out there. Whore about if you want. Go and have yourself a
1: grand
0: gay old time getting plowed by half of LA or New York. Yes, Ronan Rubenstein, I'm talking to you. Just be careful. Don't catch yourself the monkeypox in the process. From the New York Post, Geico ordered to pay $5.2 million to a woman who claims she caught STD during sex in car. And this has been all over the news. This woman from Missouri, who got $5.2 million from Geico, because she got banged by a guy in his car and caught an STD from him while getting banged by him in that car. Yeah, an arbitrator found that them banging in the car directly caused or directly contributed to cause the HPV infection. Now, Geico, they've decided to contest the decision in federal court And what they're arguing is that the claim, her catching an STD from that guy, that claim is not covered under the policy. And considering what goes on in people's cars, talk about a a slippery slope. What's next? Geico having to pay child support because someone got pregnant while getting banged in a car? What floors me about all this? Who the hell gets banged in a car by some loser with an STD, catches the STD, and then thinks, I'm going to sue the living hell out of his auto insurance company. Goes and gets herself a strip mall sleazebag lawyer to sue Geico. And worse, at least in Missouri, That's a logical argument, that the auto insurance company should have to pay because it's insuring a car driven by a guy with an STD. Man, people, at least in Missouri, they're probably going to start having to take STD tests just to get auto insurance. Geico, they're not going to want to have to go down this road again. Oh, you've got herpes? Your coverage is canceled. So then the guy, he bangs someone in his house. She turns around, sues the mattress company and his homeowner's insurance. Everyone's got to pay but the guy with the STD. Again, it's all about the Benjamins. Who has the most? In this case, the auto insurance company? And how can we best extract those Benjamins from them? Sue over an STD. Okay. You kids, you have fun with that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. From the Daily Wire, AOC blasts Democrats for not using a term that virtually no one uses, plurality finds term offensive. So AOC, that ditzy ex-bartender, with the IQ of a a vodka or gin-soaked cocktail olive, she wants people to use the word latinx, a word made up by and predominantly used by hysterical white liberals to virtue signal. Oh, I love the Latinx people. I'm down for the struggle. Yes, of course you are, Princess. Well, I guess. Now these polls that show barely any Hispanics using the word, a large number of them finding it offensive, they do show that what? Three to five percent, depending on the poll, but 3 to 5% of Hispanics use the word. I guess she's one of those. And I thought those black kids working in the White House were bad. Them trying to act all white, complaining about no promotions after six months, wanting a participation trophy for showing up, making everything all about them, just like the white kids do. But here you got AOC, who drives a Tesla, shops at Whole Foods, both predominantly the domain of white people, and now this with the word Latinx. Now I hate to ask this, I really do, because I know this is going to come off as really, really insulting to you woke folk out there, but... Does AOC, does she want to be white? And I only ask this because, you know, she acts pretty white to me. If I asked you, white boy Malcolm X, who does this sound like? Talks like a, a vapid sorority girl from the San Fernando Valley. Drives a Tesla. Shops at Whole Foods uses the word latinx. Would you not say that sounds exactly like a hysterical white millennial Gen Z chick? Totally. That's what I thought. So AOC, wannabe whitey AOC. Probably because she heard all about the perks we get for being white. White power, white privilege, White fragility, white this, white that, blah, 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 blah. Top of the systemic racism food chain. And so she was like, oh my God, I like, I totally want to be in on that. So welcome to the Whitey Club, AOC. Hope you have yourself a grand gay old time being white enough. Enjoy you some of that privilege. From Breitbart, report, Hunter's Las Vegas call girl won 20000 PPP check as a female-owned sole proprietorship. So Hunter Biden, his Las Vegas call girl, now I didn't think you were allowed to call them that anymore. I thought you couldn't say call girl or prostitute or hooker. You had to call him a sex worker. That's the fancy new politically correct term for a whore. But anyway, Hunter Biden's Las Vegas call girl. Her name is Cheryl Deboves, D-E-B-O-V-E-S. Cheryl, I apologize if I just butcher the hell out of your last name. But Cheryl here, she... Allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, bought crack for him. And if that's not bad enough, also had orgies with him. And God knows who else. But Cheryl here, she got herself one of those PPP loans. That's the Paycheck Protection Program. And she got it for $20,207. All under the guise of a female-owned, sole proprietorship designation. Not a not a huge pile of Benjamins, but not too shabby either. Random thought. I wonder if hookers, call girls, sex workers, what have you, I wonder if they spend their Benjamins on hookers and blow. If they do that too. Hunter... He spent a a lot of money on hookers and blow. I think that's just about all he spent his money on. Hookers and blow. But I wonder if hookers, if they spend their money on hookers, other hookers and blow too. Or maybe just the blow. They can masturbate and do blow, which is basically the same thing. Hookers and blow. Just doing themselves why they do blow. But anyway, back to this story. I'm not quite sure why people are getting their hair on fire about this. Like, she's the first whore to get a check from the government. What the hell do you think half the swamp is? Those prostitutes in DC whoring themselves out for campaign contributions. Cushy gigs for friends and family. A nice lobbying job on K Street when they quit Congress or get tossed out on their ass. If anything, Cheryl DeBove's here. She is a feckless clown of a sex worker. An embarrassment to her profession. If the best she can do, the best she can get out of the feds, is $20,000. Like a Biden. Like they would even think about getting out of bed for that kind of money. No. Not even Eric Swalwell. That congressional whore who bangs Chinese spies like, what was her name? Like Fang Fang, Bang Bang. Me so horny, me love you long time. Something like that. Not even he would give you the time of day for a measly $20,000. Not happening. From NPR, How We Pronounce Uvalde says a lot about the power of language in mixed communities. And this was written by Isabella Gomez Sarmiento. And just to sum up this article by NPR, NPR, Here's the poll quote, but how we say Uvalde matters because it represents a long lineage of how Latinos have been racialized in the U.S. and in South Texas specifically. First off, who hasn't been racialized in the U.S.? What have the past two years been but racializing everyone in America, especially when they're Trashing the living hell out of Whitey. Whitey sucks. Whitey is the devil. Whitey is the root of all evil. And I don't know about you folks, but I have seen nothing about people getting hysterical about pronouncing Uvalde other than those snits at NPR. And this one, Isabella Gomez Sarmiento, she must be like AOC, must also want to be white. She works at NPR and writes about this garbage. Only to someone at NPR is this an issue. Or their listeners, hysterical white liberals, driving around in their Falvos or Teslas, alone, wearing a mask, listening to NPR, I can totally see them getting triggered over something like this. Talk about a yet another first world upper class white people problem. How to correctly pronounce Uvalde. Do that without racializing the Latinx folks down there in South Texas. Only rich white liberals bored out of their minds. Would bring this up as an issue. How to pronounce Uvalde? Probably. No, I take that back. There's no probably about it. They're doing it yet again, just a virtue signal to other white liberals, show how, yeah, for the struggle they are with the Hispanic folks, even if they call them Latinks. And you all, with your silly virtue signaling, you all have fun with that. From the New York Post, ex-Texas cop gets 20 years for sex with teenage boys, grooming a third. I tell you what, they don't play around in Texas. You tap a youngster, they're going to lock your ass up. For a long time. A long, long time. So with this one, her name is Dalia Ruiz. She's 31 years old. She is a former Texas cop. Known affectionately here on the Miller Frost Podcast as Popo. But Dalia here, she's been sentenced to 20 years in prison. After admitting to having sex with two teenagers, a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old, and, if that's not bad enough for you folks, she was in the process of trying to bang herself a third one, but, but she got busted before she could consummate making sweet love to him. And no word on the story, because I know some of you folks are thinking it, But there was no word in that story if she got to use her cuffs on those boys. And here's a quick rundown for you, a quick timeline of her extracurricular activities. So she started banging the first one, the 16-year-old. She was doing that in November of 2020. And she was tapping that kid until the following spring. In 2021. Then. She met the 15 year old. At the 16 year old's house. So she's like. 30, 31 years old. Hanging out at her former. 16 year old lover's house. No idea where the parents were. And she meets this kid. The 15 year old. The friend. And so. She seduces. And bangs him. 16 year old. He was probably like. "Ah, Go for it. Go get my sloppy seconds. And to bang the 15 year old. She takes him to a church parking lot. And she did that. At least three times. She probably did that to torment the priest. Na 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 na. Look what I got. Don't you wish he was an altar boy. Priest probably like. Nah, way too old for us. Have fun. So Popo, they're now hustling in on what was once the exclusive domain of high school teachers. I know that fresh teacher bait. Seducing that fresh teacher bait. Making sweet, sweet love to that fresh teacher bait. Teacher bait, teacher bait, teacher bait. Settle down out there, you high school teachers. What have I told you a thousand times before? There is no fresh teacher bait here on the Miller Frost Podcast. What have I also told you, ladies? Never, ever, ever, ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, ladies, more Sebastian Stan, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. But banging 15, 16-year-old boys, that's what high school teachers do. That's their turf. And now, here comes Popo. Nope, we're going to tap them too. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with this one, folks. I really don't. We're definitely going to have to keep an eye on it, though. If teachers are out there They're out there protesting. Defund the police. Now we know why. Knee cat the competition. Keep that fresh teacher bait all to themselves. And for our last story, folks, it's from just the news. Gun control activist David Hogg apologizes for alleging Rubio's staff didn't want to meet with them. And before we get started on this one, White Boy Malcolm X, let's play F. Mary Kill. And here are your three choices, sir. David Hogg, Milo Milo Yiannopoulos, That Queen, X Queen, whatever, or, well, okay, we're winding down this podcast anyway. I'll make it easier for you. AJKJ Appa, that strapping stud of a ginger. And before you say anything, I will automatically assume that you'll marry AJKJ Appa. Be his little missus. Make sweet, sweet love to that strapping stud of a ginger all day, every day. So. Who are you gonna bang and who are you gonna kill? David Hogg or Milo Yiannopoulos? Silence. Yeah, <laughs> man, that is a a tough one for sure. As gay as I am, and folks, I am pretty damn gay. I wouldn't want to get naked with. Either of those two freaks. You got it? Okay. Who are you going to bang? Who are you going to kill? F. David Hogg. You would really bang David Hogg over Milo? Well, yeah. Now that you put it like that, yeah, I can see that. All things being relative, if you had to bang one of them, I guess, David, probably the better choice. Besides, God knows what vile diseases Milo Yiannopoulos carries around. I can see that queen, ex-queen, whatever. I can totally see him having the monkeypox, spreading that monkeypox around. So, yeah, just on the STDs alone, David Hogg, probably the smarter choice. But anyway, back to this story. So I guess, David Hogg, he had himself a meeting scheduled with Marco Rubio, the senator from Florida, or I should say his his little activist group, March for our lives. They had a meeting with Senator Rubio. I have no idea why why Rubio, why he would bother with that hysterical little douchebag, but whatever. And so they had this meeting set up, but David, he goes on to Twitter to complain that they don't have a meeting and that Rubio staff said that Rubio couldn't meet with him because David Hogg triggers him, triggers Rubio. And I can see that little douchebag, him saying that too. I'm David Hogg. I survived a school shooting. Senator Rubio don't want to meet with me because I trigger him. That's fine. Gives me more time to get back up on my cross. Look at me. Look at me up on my cross. I survived a school shooting. So Rubio's team, they canceled the meeting, the one they already had scheduled. You don't think we have a meeting? Fine. Meeting's canceled. And so, David Hogg, he goes back onto Twitter and hears his apology. An honest mistake. Got our meetings confused in the flurry. And my staff misinformed me. I apologize. We'd still love to meet with you and have an honest, respectful discussion. Deleted the tweet because it wasn't true, but attached here for transparency. My staff? My staff? That little narcissist douchebag has a staff? Of course he does. Of course, Little Princess does. I'm David Hogg. I survived a school shooting. See, look at me up on my cross. I need a staff because I'm important and stuff. I went to Harvard. I got myself a nonprofit so I can earn me some Benjamins. Not that you, sir. Not that you've ever had to face the indignity of having to work or having yourself a boss. But can you imagine white boy Malcolm X having David Hogg as your manager? That narcissist douchebag getting to tell you what to do. And that's rhetorical, sir. So just sit there and look pretty. I can see it though, folks. Totally see it. You go to him. Uh, do you mind if I take Friday off? Well, who's going to bring me my morning latte? Could you get it yourself? Just this once? I haven't had a day off in like a year. I'm David Hogg. I survived a school shooting. Yes, I know. You remind me every day. See, look at me. Where am I? Ah, God. God. You're on your cross. Yes, I see that. Can I still take Friday off? Well, who's going to bring me my morning latte? Who's going to polish my cross? I survived a school shooting. Okay, never mind. I'll see you on Friday. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Six ways to Sunday. To whoever, whatever, poor beleaguered soul has to have that blithering, self-absorbed idiot for a boss. I'd rather be Hillary Clinton's gynecologist, have to deal with that, look at her hoo-hoo, than be David Hogg, his personal assistant. He probably acts like Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada, thinks that's how a manager they're supposed to act. Again, Bless their hearts. So on that note, since I cannot top David Hogg, yet again, being a blithering idiot, even of him constantly shooting himself in the foot, no pun intended, is kind of fun to watch. Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug-pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this early week edition of the Miller Frost podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy, Malcolm X. Have a great start to your week, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.